Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to a very festive version of the Nerdy Dadcast. should probably not set expectations so high that will be extremely festive, but it is the festive time of year, is it not? It is, and since our last episode was kind of dark and depressing and doomy, I think this time we're going to go with, uh, you know, the happiness of the holidays and everything that comes with that. If it, I mean, I'm speaking on my own behalf. Our holidays are incredibly festive. What about you? We're getting there. Um, we're uh, still in the process of unpacking. And, uh, one of the things that needs to be unpacked is the festive stuff so that we can then put it up to only pack it up in what a few weeks time. But, but the point is it's all about the experience, right? So how are you doing with that? I mean, I, we obviously in this last year, both of us have moved and, uh, the space I'm in now is so much bigger than my space has ever been before. So we, uh, in previous years, we like put a thing of lights in the window and called it that. And we'd have a tree, and but that was pretty much it. We had enough to, you know, to decorate our Vancouver apartment. But we certainly have more than a Vancouver apartment now. And with that comes the whole expectation in yourself, I think, that I'm going to put lights up on the house. I'm going to go do the trees. I'm going to automate it all. I'm going to do the, those auto, the, like those really awesome YouTube videos where they like oh, align yeah. their lights up to whatever song and that's my goal. But then, you know, it doesn't happen this year. It's going to be a next year thing, I think. So it's funny you mentioned the YouTube videos with like the houses with the music and like the faces and all that. There is someone in our complex that has a, an inflatable Christmas tree that has a face and all it's doing is it's cycling. But it leads me to believe that the foundation is there and I consider that a challenge. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like, I'm in a new neighborhood. I don't know the neighborhood dynamics yet. I know there's one person that really goes in on Halloween, and they love Halloween. So when Halloween happened, they had decorations everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's one person that really likes Christmas. And so I don't want to get in there and be like, have this competition with the people across the street on who does a better Christmas. That's not my that's not my goal here, you know? Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is that when we came here, we got here, well, September. And so Halloween was our first sort of festive decorative experience. We weren't entirely sure what to make of it coming from a condo. There was no need to really get all that festive for Halloween because one, no one came down the hallway to check your place out. So everything was sort of inside and we did it for ourselves and, and baby for us. But this year was our first year where we had like park carved pumpkins and I decided, well, I've got these, these Philips Hue lights. I should set them up. And so I set them up in the window and then I'm like, oh, look at this Bluetooth speaker I've got here. Let me set that up too. And so I had like light reactive to the music and it's all Halloween and spooky. And I had one of the candy shoots or whatever down the railing. Nice. Um, I need to up the size of the said shoot for next year because the package stuff was getting stuck. So I had to like fire a little Snickers bars and stuff down to try to loosen it. But uh, as far as sort of next year, Christmas wise, there may be more technology involved, but like the condo, we had one string of lights on the balcony and then we had a tree and some stuff, you know, you know kind of like you would describe this year, the tree will be set up at some point. Um, I had to go to uh, uh, the greatest, uh, Christmas store in the world, according to baby force, Canadian tire. <laughs> um, 
Apparently, you can get all the greatest things at Canadian Tire. Uh, you can get the greatest plants for your garden at Canadian Tire. And, well, we went and got the best Christmas lights, apparently. There you go. Um, but we also have an inflatable uh, sky from Paw Patrol. Oh, yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I don't generally denigrate other people's parenting skills. But, you know, the Paw Patrol thing, I've got to say, yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> At this point in time, there's that much I can do until she grows up. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, we also did the Canadian Tire Run, but we didn't end up really getting anything. It was supposed to be this big trip where we went and got all the lights. And we just, you know, we got there and we felt there's just like too many tiers. You know, there was the low tier of light. You can get you can get a 100 feet of lights for 12 bucks. And, you know, that's not hmm. going to do you well because those will be dead in a week. And then there was the next tier. And then there was the next tier. Now, when we moved in here, we... You were talking about Philips Hue. Um, we smartified as much as we possibly could. So everything in here now is voice commanded and all of these things. So really, we have to go on with that and also do the outside, the yard, the lights. All of that would have to be smart. And so we were looking at the sort of upper tier lights because now they, they do come in so many different tiers. And the upper tier was like, I just wasn't, it was one of those things. It's like you want to do your research. You want to go out there and yeah. find out which ones are the best home kit lights or whatever system you're using. And, um, and yeah, so it, it ended up just making it very, there was no decisions made because I went there and I stood in, in the aisle and I looked at all the lights and I was like, no. And also there's always been a difference between me and my wife where my wife really is into like the white lights and I like color. Oh. I'm, I'm the color guy. So, uh, yeah, so am I. So yeah, it's like, we have to get through that whole debate first and i mean now we have enough space that you know i can make a white tree and a color tree and it doesn't really matter anymore but you know we still have to decide what system we're going to use and all of this so really it, that's what it all came down to and so it's uh it turned out that it's going to be 2022 lights that we'll we'll be getting for yeah yeah we we ended up picking up a couple of strings i've actually since picked up a third that i have to set up of i think they're like they're the led bulbs uh, i think noma was the brand or whatever uh, and the colors though. So I, I would have, I mean, I, I will admit I like the colors, but I was thinking more of like your traditional sort of, you know, Christmas colors. Um, my wife and baby force preferred the, it's like purple or pink, green and blue. So yeah. it's different. I mean, it looks good. It really, it's fine. Um, but we got those, so I got them going down the one side of the railing and around our front door. And then I need to get the extra string because now I need the other railing to get covered because it just, it doesn't feel like my place is in balance right now. And that's what I'll do this year. But then I'm going to start planning as to, okay, what will I need for next year to like take it up a, a level? Right. Yeah. And what do you do for Christmas trees? I mean, do you go for the old live one or do you have some sort of fake Previously, like we used to go to your old neighborhood, even we'd go and cut yeah. down a tree and uh, bring it home. This year, we actually thought about doing the fake one because we have this weird, like we have a weird week long trip we have to do next week. And uh, so that's really blocking out the Christmas thing where mm -hmm. we should be really diving into things. But instead, we have to do a road trip. So, uh, so yeah, it sort of changed things a little bit for us. But, you know, what do you do on that? Well, we're, we, the place that my wife and I had rented. Um, before the condo, uh, there was no live trees. Okay. And so at that point in time, we had purchased a, an artificial one because it, it was either that or no tree. And uh, the tree moved with us to the condo. And when it had gotten to the point where it needed to be replaced, um, because 
we got like the the Charlie Brown version or the artificial tree. It was probably not designed to be moved more than one Christmas, and I think we got good value as a result. Um, we went with artificial again, and I think we'll probably continue with that here. Um, we've had it now for four or five years. It's still in good shape. It's like pre-lit. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, decorate. I think the replacement will be when the lights stop working. Cause it's, it's got essentially the circuit that you have to connect between like the two poles. Okay. And, and last year it required a little bit of, um, finesse. Fair enough. And it would, I just feel like if, if we're going to have a, a, a lit tree, having just the bottom lit and the top knot doesn't it, I'm sure we could go and buy lights for that, but still, I mean, yeah, I was kind of blown away by it all. Cause I mean, the same, same kind of deal is just so many tiers. I mean, I think the lowest, the lowest uh, fake tree was like 50 bucks and the highest fake tree was like 1500 bucks. And I was like, Oh gosh. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a beauty. I mean, for pulling that sucker out for two weeks a year, you, you have to get your money worth on that. I mean, I would keep it out all year at $1,500. You know, that's just like, that's our tree. We sits in the living room. It's our season. It's our summer tree. It's our spring tree. It's our fall tree. It's our, yeah. It's the season. Seasonal tree, yeah. I um, you know, I, I am partial to the the cut trees. Um, I like the, you know, there's the smell. There's just the sort of the experience going and getting one. Um, you know, I we, well, I grew up in in Richmond, and uh, prior to that, we would go and get an actual like cut tree from wherever. And when we moved to Richmond, just a couple blocks away was a tree farm, and so we would go and cut it. And it was like, you know, pouring rain, probably, you know, crazy winds when we went, cause that's what our winter is like, but still there was something about the experience. Cause they'd always have like hot chocolate or hot apple cider or something there. And there'd be a, a fire going cause they're trying to make it all, you know, the experience, uh, minus the snow. Cause yeah, we actually did that farm up. That was like our traditional farm up until Kipper was about two and a half, two and a half actually. Because I remember our last trip there, it was cold as cold could be. And my son was just under three and my wife was very pregnant. And uh, it was not a happy experience. He was freaking out and there was tears and lots of tears. And then we went out and finally picked up the tree and it got to anger. And we finally got to the, we were trying to get it all down. And just, you know, we got the hot dog. You went, they had hot dogs and cider or something. And we went and had those, <laughs> but it was still an absolutely miserable experience. So we never actually did it again where we had done it like four years in a row up to that point, even before my son was born. And then, yeah, after that, it became just like the Ikea tree, the easy one. You go to the Ikea lot and get a $15 tree and you get a coupon. And it's like, yeah, score. That's it. Uh, that's my tree. So, yeah. yeah. No. And I, it been a long time since we did that. Like it would have been when I was still living at home, but I, it was just the experience. And, and I think, yeah, despite of, what it may have actually been in reality in memory it was quite a novel time. Well, absolutely. And that's what you're going for. You're always going for the memories and making and trying to repeat those memories in your own kids. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So with, with baby force in mind, you know, we had sort of talked about maybe at some point we'll go and we'll do that. But for now we're, we're going to stick with the, the artificial. And I will admit um, having a cat introduces a variable as to at least with an artificial tree, I mean, there's things that she can still get into and do. Um, 
but she seems to be not as interested in it as if she is to live plants. So fair enough. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think six years out of having a cat at this point, but I will always remember that middle of the night sound of the tree falling over. And I mean, I remember one year we thought we were so clever and we, we had the tree in a big pot and it was full of rocks. And we thought there was no way possible that the cat could knock that over. And Oh no, sure enough. In the middle of the night, I heard a pot and then an avalanche of rocks in my, in our downtown Vancouver apartment, which, you know, there isn't really avalanches in downtown Vancouver generally. So yeah, I'll always remember that sound and I don't miss the cat. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, the cats previous, they were much more into trees. Um, one of which would climb. You'd, be walking past the tree and out came a paw to try to get you. Uh, this one, she just abuses all the ornaments that are within reach of the floor. Um, so, you know, you get up every morning and you go and can, you know, survey the amount of damage and uh, whether or not anything uh, is no longer in the land of the living. So I personally remember like growing up as a, as a kid, as a teenager. And I mean, I've never done tinsel or any of that kind of stuff, but my parents were very much in the tinsel and so we also had cats so were mine and you'd have then you'd have the stereotypical thing where the cat was walking through your living room a day later with tinsel hanging out of its butt and that's just Mm. not uh not something i ever wanted to experience although i think my kids would find it hilarious but it's so it's it's not very ethical it's funny you mentioned that story the last year that we had had tinsel was actually that um we had a, a cat who um ate some and uh, my dad sees her is like what's 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 wrong with her what is that picks her up and goes and now you're not supposed to do this so if you're listening do not do what my dad did no. he pulled it out Ugh. and the cat was like, was like <laughs> i am sure i'd be the same way all the tinsel came off the tree that day mm-hmm. and that was the last that my parents ever had tinsel in their in their home. I think it's a similar story here with, without the pulling bit. Yeah. But once we saw that, we, we didn't have tinsel anymore after that year. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, my, I don't know if my, both my parents had tinsel. It just happened to be like, my memory is obviously them together. So, um, tinsel was a thing, but yeah, that was it. That was it after that. Um, so I imagine you're not there yet, but uh, I've had this ongoing fear for like the last five Christmases. And I mean, we've never been the type that have been really big on Santa. We just sort of mm-hmm. let Santa happen and we've never confirmed or denied any of those rumors. And like, you know, our kids would always say, oh, well, we're getting a present from Santa. It's like, oh, what do you think it is? And we would never say yes or no. We would just deflect for the question. And, but mm-hmm. my son's very smart. And so for the last, oh, I don't know, six years, and I mean, he's seven. No, he's not seven. He's nine. But uh, for the last six years, I thought he's going to call me out. Every year, I'm like, he's going to call me out. He's going to call me out. He's going to call me out. And he never did. And it got so close sometimes. And again, I would, I, I, we also make a rule where if they ask a question, we will always answer that question truthfully. But uh, somehow I managed to deflect it until this year. And this year he set me up and it was kind of funny because he, he lost a tooth. And so he set me up with the whole, he was like, Oh, I'm going to put my tooth under my pillow data. And you know, we've had teeth fall out in the past that haven't had tooth fairy, but that's one of those things that we we've gone along with it somewhat, but for the last few teeth, nobody had mentioned it. So we didn't do it, but this time, Oh no. And so I walked into his room after he'd gone to sleep and he goes to sleep late. So it was like midnight. And sure enough, I went to put the money under his pillow and he opened his eyes and said, caught you. <laughs> and so I was busted. And then with that also, then 
you know, a couple weeks later, then comes the Santa thing. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, well, let's have a talk about that. And so we had a talk and, you know, we've, he's totally accepting of it. It's no big deal. But, uh, but yeah, it's finally happened. And it's a little bit of a relief, I got to say, because we've told him, you know, you can't tell other kids. You can't tell your sister. You can't tell anyone else. But this is, you know, it's a, it's a secret between us now. Kind of a secret. We don't really have secrets. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was quite the experience and nothing you go through. Yeah, we we're obviously still in the this well into the Santa phase. Um, we like I, I'm thinking back to my experience growing up. Like I think I learned early on, and it may have either been I figured it out or other kids have been talking. And I put two and together together logic or whatever it might have been. But as a child, I had determined that so long as there continued to be a gift under a tree that had the name Santa on it. I would keep that to myself. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it's your payoff. Exactly. Yeah. Like I did not want to ruin what I had perceived was a very good thing. Yeah. I don't remember when it, when it went up with me either, but I think it was probably about that age. It was probably around nine or 10, something like that. So that seems pretty, pretty normal to me, but yeah. And my, my mom and dad never got gifts from Santa. And so I had figured like, again, my process is like, well, wait a minute. If that's the case, the moment I say, oh, Santa's not real, I'm going to be like mom and dad. And that's one less gift or gifts for Chris. So why, why, again, why we're in a good thing. Yeah, um, exactly. My wife's smart. Everyone gets gifts. From Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we have something like, you know, it's a very. Including the cat. Yeah. Why, like, in theory, these are things you work for all year. And why give this the glory to this imaginary guy when actually it's the parents that are doing it. So that was sort of the argument. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get that. So yeah, but we're kind of past that now. So, Hey, here we go. Yeah. yeah I think like we're not, I mean, we don't, so, I mean, segue a little elf on the shelf is a thing. We, I think we talked about elf on the shelf uh, last year, um, We might have, yeah. And, but we don't, the elf, isn't here about the only reason the elf would show up is if our daughter were to suddenly tell us that it like, I have seen stories where kids come home and like the elf doesn't come to our house. And you know, <laughs> how is this unfair? Like I, I don't know how we'll approach that. I think the easy way out is to get the damn elf, you know, Santa's narc, but I, um, I like the mystique that she, she thinks of Santa. It's like, like this big thing, like if we write the letter to Santa, we pop it in the mail, she draws on it. And then, and like, um, we try to avoid, like she's, she's at the stage where it's like, well, I need to tell Santa every single thing that I want Santa to bring me. Well, no, that's not how this works. We can ask Santa for maybe one or two things, but it's important to understand that, you know, Santa will give you what he can. And that's perfectly good. And, you know, we've, we've tried to sort of refine that. And while we're talking about it, dear, it would be easier if it was the things that we've seen recently when we're going through Costco. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, so one of the things that we have found that we get more of here uh, is uh, catalogs and flyers. Okay. Yeah. One of which was the, the Canadian tire Christmas flyer. Oh, um, again, it's the greatest place to get plants, Christmas lights, and to put your Christmas list together. 
And so Baby Force wanted us to take a picture of the flyer that she had circled and drawn on and all that. That was her list. And send that to Santa so that he knew he could go to Canadian Tire and and get these things. Well, the commercials say that he's there all the time. So, you know. Anyhow, it just, she's, um, it's, it's again, it's the mystique. It's the experience. Like seeing her get so excited over this. And I never really understood it until it was a, apparent. Like I, I was always of the belief that I wanted there to be memories. Yeah. Good ones. And this is now like, yes, happening, but now I sort of, you know, I'm living it and I'm feeling it myself. And it's, I never viewed it as I would have memories. I viewed it as she would have memories. Well, no, we both have them. That's the best part. Totally. And it's interesting how it brings it back. Cause I mean, there was a lot of years. I mean, you, you were in relation or you, you and Marnie have been married for a long time without a baby. And we were the same way. We were married for quite a long time before we had kids. And in those years, I mean, there were years when Christmas was kind of exciting, but not really. I mean, mm-hmm. we were adults. We had our jobs. We had this, we had that. We had to do Christmas parties. We had to do those things, but it was never really that big a deal. And so having kids now and having that, excitement come back and yeah it's not a, it's not just them it's also you seeing it through their eyes and all of those corny things that they say are actually all true so yeah 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 it's it's just it's an experience and i'm i'm loving it um the good times the bad times i mean it hasn't been too bad uh, though two years ago we had a uh, a sick baby force which made for an interesting christmas and then a few days later, when I got sick because of it, a very interesting post-Christmas <laughs> New Year, and probably two weeks after that. Um, but as far as sort of the, the holidays go, are there any traditions in your household that uh, that take place? You know, it's a matter now of all new traditions. I mean, I think uh, our family went through... Uh, pretty big change a couple of years back. And so a lot of the things that we used to do just sort of fell to the wayside. And I mean, we had a death in the family, fairly major ones. So that sort of really changed our Christmas traditions. So now, I mean, yeah, there's certain traditions that have come over from, from my wife's side for sure. Um, we, they're allowed to open their stockings in the morning. That's the first thing. And then they open their stockings, and once that's done, then we make a big breakfast, and we eat breakfast, and we hang out, and then they open presents. So that's a very big change from when I was a kid, because that would never have run. And uh, yeah, there's a couple other things like that, but it's largely now it's a thing about making our our families new traditions and sort of changing and seeing what works for us. And so yeah, that's kind of, I find like the really like like the elf on the shelf those things. I just find them like really weird and really like. I don't get it. And it's funny because I saw so many, like when December started, we saw so many Facebook posts of various people, various parents putting their elves out. And, and yeah, I just, I don't get it. it seems like one of those traditions. I just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that personally, but yeah, we're just trying to figure out what it is. And also we're now in our new space. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. the old traditions, which actually this year we get to still do because we're coming to Vancouver for a week. But it used to be, you know, you go and you do the trip to Mandusa and you do the trip to Bright Nights and all these local Vancouver things. And yeah. so we're still going to do those this year. But next year, that'll be a matter of finding the new things. And mm-hmm. and again, you know, with COVID, hopefully things will be a lot cooler next year. And uh, and we'll be able to really dive in a lot more on those things. So, yeah, that's just sort of where, where we're at. What about you? Yeah. What are your traditions? Well, the I mean, it's an interesting 
um, combination sort of between my family and my wife's family, like a little bit opposite. Uh, with my family, essentially everything got opened up before breakfast, but that didn't necessarily mean breakfast was late because everyone was pretty much up early. My dad was always an early riser and myself or my sister would generally be up at the crack of, well, hopefully Santa has come. <laughs> like that was, I'm genuinely curious how my parents executed uh, Christmas Eve as they did because the window of opportunity was a very slim one. But um, now, like knowing sort of my, my wife's family, like you open gifts throughout the day, you might have breakfast around two in the afternoon, uh, maybe you wrap up sort of if they're depending on the amount of gifts on Boxing Day. Like it's just a slow process, which is cool. I like the fact that there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's just a nice chill day, but coming from one where it was like a machine and off you go, it was a, it was a transition. So we're a sort of in a blended approach now. Um, I'm, we open a few gifts and it, I'll sort of make my way to the kitchen. I always do breakfast um, on Christmas day. We do waffles. I don't know why I decided waffles would be our Christmas thing, but I make them. Um, we're not talking like egos. Like I actually make them, which is amazing that I could do this <laughs> bone hands. Um, and then other things that we're starting to do, like the, the Christmas train, um, is sort of a new thing we're, 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 we're doing, um, baby force loves lights, Christmas lights. Like one of the coolest things is, Hey, tell me if you see any Christmas lights when we're in the car and Oh my God, daddy, 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 daddy. It's like, like. That was a 10, but that was a 12. And like, eventually we had up to like a million. Cause you know, that cheap string of lights you talked about that you could get from Canadian tire, that would be a 10 in her book. Oh yeah. And that's a thing. Right. And then it goes up from there. So it's, it's just so, so cool. And I, I don't know what other traditions we might, we might sort of create. Cause now we, again, we're in our own little space. But things that I would love to do is be in the snow. Like, I mean, for me, growing up in Vancouver, a white Christmas is, like, very rare. Yeah. And so, you know, as the song goes, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. It's like the ones I've never known, but I'm still dreaming of it. And so, I mean, I am a little bit jealous that you probably have much better opportunity for a white Christmas. There is a very good chance of that because we've had we've now had three major snowfalls, and so we are up to our well. We actually could have gone up to our third snowman of the year, but we didn't. We went and the kids buried me in the snow instead. Uh, but the snow is actually still out there right now, and there's nothing but snow in the horizon. So yeah, it's very likely it'll all be white here, which is pretty great. Because, yeah, I think we're going to go out in the backyard and have a fire in the snow and sit around See, and do that, that kind of thing and do, like, that. the apple cider around the fire and yeah. sing songs and stuff and have those memories. And, yeah, and it's also interesting being out here. I mean, you can see in the snow in our yard, like, deer footprints. The deer have been coming through the yard and all sorts of things. So, you know, everything's going on around here. It's pretty great. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely – it's all these new things. Yeah, that's the that's the experience that I would love to have or have – better access to, I mean, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah. It's a heck of a drive, especially right now. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the other thing though, and this is sort of, you know, again, new, um, we bought a sled 
So um, for those listeners who are local to Metro Vancouver, you know, we had a snow event a week ago. And uh, when one flake hits the ground, um, you won't be able to find a shovel. You won't be able to find a sled. Snow tires are pretty much sold out. Um, anything to do with winter is gone because at that day, it all sold out. It was all available the day before. Well, I was the guy who bought the sled the day before. And then there wasn't enough snow to use such sled. And by the way, it's gone. So I would love there to be snow to take baby force out on a sled. We have all of the snow toys now and it's great. Um, I, we, it's actually really hard to find. We got ourselves a snowblower, but we got ourselves an electric snowblower. And, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't lived until you've launched snow through a machine 50 well, feet away. It's... Yeah, I saw... Uh, when you described it, I'm like, oh, okay. It's, I, I was thinking like a leaf blower. I'm like, okay, like, sure. And then the I saw it. And it and I'm fires like, it out of cannon. It's amazing. I tell you. I'm like, I, I, would, I, would, I would be doing other people's yards and lawns and driveways just for the experience. Oh, yeah. I was tempted to walk down the street with it totally. I just, you know, walked down the street about a mile and then come back and clear it all up. Yeah. So yeah, we've got that and we've got all sorts of stuff because obviously now snow is part of our, part of our normal. So the only, the one thing I don't have, I mean, we do have the sled because we had the sled from downtown Vancouver, the occasional snow that we got, we did buy one one year. And if you do know the downtown area, really one of the best places to sled is down by Sunset Beach. So it's kind of that Vancouver, that Vancouver juxtaposition where you're sledding down the hill to the beach and it's pretty, pretty great. So that's one thing we kind of miss. Mm-hmm. We haven't actually found where the local, the best local ski or sled hill is here. So that'll be one of our quests now. But I hear actually there's a local golf course and the golf course apparently lets you sled on the golf course during this winter or something. I don't really know. We got to figure this all out. Yeah. yeah that was like in Richmond. Um, there was a reason why you saw people hopping on sleds on like, the overpasses and, and whatnot, and just be lucky that you didn't go flying onto the highway. Um, but here there seems to be greater opportunity to find uh, slopes and hills that you can go down. Um, I'll have to find the the best ones and the, the different tiers. We don't need to do like a, you know, triple diamond with baby force <laughs> to, to start off. Yeah. To, we, we do. Have, She'll be the type to be doing it at some point, I'm sure. I mean, we have a mountain at our back door. We have a mountain at our front door. So there's definitely that way we could like go up into the mountain and do some black diamond. But I don't really mm-hmm. want to run into a, you know, slumbering bear or anything. So I'm going to stay out of that one. Yeah. The, um, the other thing that just sort of, you know, came to mind um, is with the holidays is how long is the experience? in your household generally like for us it's usually through to the first weekend after new year's day but i know there are some who it's like okay 27 things or sooner things are down others it's like "Eh, valentine seems good enough yes the important thing for us is my daughter was born in early december so our our important thing is that we make sure she gets celebrated first and then christmas comes out now of course, she's named after the Christmas elves, and she identifies very strongly with that. And so she doesn't mind if Christmas stuff is out earlier, but we try to separate that. As for how long it lasts, I don't know. Like, I generally don't allow Christmas music until December happens, and then we can do all the Christmas music. I, you know, I know the mall started in September, but that's a little early for me. 
and we don't really do malls anymore anyways. But uh, yeah, this year we did start in November just to sort of amp up the spirit a little bit. And the closing date, I don't know. It, it all depends. It depends again, you know, it's whether you have that, if your tree is, if you've properly watered your tree, because I'll tell you right now, I'm when it's a live tree, I'm horrible at watering that thing. And so is my wife, you know, it'll go a week yeah. and we'll be like, oh, we should have watered that a week ago. And it's been empty for a week. And that's why there's brown needles all over the floor. Okay. And then, you know, we'll still, we'll let it be there anyways. And so eventually it gets to the point where we're like, okay, no, we have to take that out. And and again, when we were downtown, there was always chipping events. So, you know, at certain points, there was a certain time after, I don't remember if it was before New Year's or after New Year's, but you would, we would, my son and I would always walk our tree down the street and we would sort of drag our tree about three blocks to the chipper. And then we'd see the local, I think it's a park board guys, and they throw it in the chipper and suddenly, you know, the tree has new life and all of that. So that was always sort of the tradition. Now, out here, we're not yeah. going to have that. And I don't even know we're going to have a tree this year because of the travel and all that. We're gonna, we're trying to figure it out. But, uh, but, yeah, again, it's sort of it's all new parameters now. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll, we'll see. And, again, you know, it could just be we buy that really nice fake tree and it becomes the seasonal tree. And, you know, it's a spring tree, the summer tree. It's all the things. We just put different decorations on it for each season. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah, the for us, so Christmas music is generally December. And I say generally, it's that sometimes it's just unavoidable. Um, like the radio station my wife listens to goes to all Christmas at some point in November. So that's when I get to start hearing it is when I'm in her car. Um, but I, you know, when it comes to sort of decorating, have always been, I'll, I'll actually admit, maybe early December. I kind of like getting into the, the festive spirit. Um, this year, I think we had our lights up would have been probably the last weekend in November, but that just happened to be sort of when I sort of had time looking ahead, like it just made sense. But again, that's all we have up. We don't have anything else. That'll probably happen maybe this weekend or next at the latest. And then as to when things come down, um, I'll usually bring things down like the first weekend as I said, after new year's is what I, I will start bringing down the lights. Like I do the outdoor stuff. My wife does the indoor stuff. There have been years uh, when my birthday comes around and there might still be Christmas things up and about. Now my birthday is in February. So I usually use that as a reminder that maybe it's time to put this stuff away. Yeah. It's what time to, to decorate for St. Patrick's day at that point, I think. So yeah, totally. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, it's again, it, that part doesn't really concern us too much. It's just, you know, it, now it's more taking up space. Now, is there that one Christmas song you just can't stand that you have to turn off every time? Because I totally have one. And- oh, um, oh, it's a good question. I don't think I have one. Like I know, um, there is one song that every time it gets played, my um, wife will comment and then baby force will, will tell me that it's a very rude song. <laughs> um, Fair enough. It uh, involves reindeer and uh, grandma. Funny thing. That one. Yeah. That's actually, it's a funny song for me because my, uh, my grandmother herself, she hated it. And my mother found it was really funny. And uh, so it really strings of my, like that's one that, really hits me in the heart and it's the most Mm -hmm. it's the stupidest song in the world for the effect it has on me but every time it comes on now 
I tear up. I get sad when Grandma has a ra- Grandma got run over by a reindeer comes on, and it doesn't fail. Like I will try to not, no, try to ignore it, but every time I get all teary, and that's just you know, yeah. But uh, for me, it's uh, Feliz Navidad because okay. I worked in a f- fancy French restaurant when I was like sixteen. And I was a dishwasher and I was a busboy. It was a restaurant called the Old Surrey Restaurant. It was a, it was a nice place back then. But um, they had a six-stack CD player. And one of those CDs had, I don't know if it was, I don't, it wasn't even holiday music because it wasn't any other holiday songs. It was only Feliz Navidad. And all year long, this song would play. So it didn't matter if it was Christmas or not. This song was always playing softly. And I guess the the... People in the restaurant couldn't hear it as much as we in the back could. And so Feliz Navidad, after a while, just sort of drove me insane. So to this day, I still, if Feliz Navidad comes on on the radio, I have to turn it off. It's just like, no, skip the next song. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how that would happen. Like, I was actually thinking while you were describing it, I'm like, well, there were some songs on this old Christmas CD. Well, it wasn't a CD. So I, when I worked at Starbucks, they used some, like, proprietary tape format that looked like an 8-track. Actually, I wouldn't it doubt wasn't it if it was an eight track <laughs> with a Starbucks stamp it's on just the side. Yeah, right. That, but um, there were like it had maybe sixteen songs. But when you worked a full shift, those sixteen songs were like four times, like three or four times on the shift itself. And like if you worked over the course of a full week, that's all you were hearing was the same stuff over and over and over and over and over. Now some of it, like the Charlie Brown Christmas sort of instrumental stuff never really irritated me. Um, there was a version of hallelujah that I really like. I, I, I could listen to that song over and over. It never really bothered me, but there was others, other tracks that I guess, yeah, it kind of graded me, but it wasn't because of the song. It was that it was just the same, same song. So talking songs, and this is something that I've noticed that my kids have picked up. And it's one of those things that's like, I wonder where did that start and why does it continue year after year after year after year? But I remember when I was a kid, the old Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg thing. And, you know. <laughs> Batmobile got a wheel or Joker got right. a wheel. Batmobile and, lost a wheel and, and Joker got And we were away. kids a long time ago now. And that was a thing yeah. back then. And now my kids are singing this, you know, 35, 40 years later. And I'm like, why? Why would that thing stick in like, why is that a thing that's still it's, here 30 years later? And it's probably, you know, it could have been our parents before us. I don't know where the origin of that was or what time period it came in, but it could have been our parents were singing that too in their time. And who knows? Baby Force gets really upset when I sing that version. <laughs> that's not how it You're goes, wrecking daddy. It, daddy. Yeah, pretty much. See, my- but she also corrects me if I say Christmas mm. or Christmas. Okay. So she wants it. It's Christmas, not Christmas. And you say, I'm Chris, I can do it how I want to do it. And that doesn't um, really work. No. Wrong, Daddy. Um, yeah. I'm a very smart girl. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, yeah, you are. Totally. Dear. That's that's a she's got you there. Yeah. Um, but no, the song I was my theory on this, and I, I don't know when it started, but my theory is is that our generation still sings it that Probably. way. Like our instinct is to do that. Our kids pick this up. And they, in turn, take it with them and spread that like wildfire. So for any listeners out there, if you do have the origins of Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, and you want to let us know because we are very, we are ignorant on the matter. If you want to fill us in on that, you can send it to us on Twitter and we'll be happy to hear the, hear the history because, yeah, we want to know. 
Uh, speaking of history and getting nerdy, Halo Infinite and its uh, campaign mode is now live. And I grew up playing video games. Obviously, you grew up video, playing video games, but it wasn't until like I didn't really understand story until I got into essentially the Halo universe. And I, I mean, I played King's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest, all the quests from Sierra. I played those. And they, there was, they were story, but they weren't quest for glory, man. Quest for glory. But you know what I mean? Like they were, they were story, but they just weren't like this full sort of universe experience. Whereas like Halo was it. Halo was the first sort of game. And the fact that it was this first person shooter concept, which doesn't generally, or back then never really had story. Um, you know, it's sort of connected. And there's the song, the, oh, like, just hearing that, I just get like, oh yeah, let's go master chief. And I need a roll. Well, anyhow, it's out and I am tempted to buy it for myself with absolutely no time to play it. I that's, that's a, that's an Xbox thing, right? Uh, so it's, it, it was an Xbox thing. It's now, uh, so Microsoft is doing their whole like, oh, well let's not discriminate against people on computers. It is okay, a computer thing. Microsoft exclusive. So Console, Xbox, computer, you can buy it through Steam. So I have the Microsoft isn't too like I have the double thing on that where A, I don't have an Xbox and never have, and B, I'm on a Mac. And you cannot Mm. like gaming, computer gaming on a Mac, it's it's just not. I mean, like you, I grew up playing all the quest quest games and all that sort of stuff, and I played a lot of PC gaming, but uh, yeah, over the last 15 years that I've had a Mac, that's definitely not been there. So so yeah, I have to say I'm fairly portal ignorant. I mean, I know of it, I know, but beyond that, I don't know much. Yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, I I have seen some reviews that are somewhat critical, um, but they're not. They're hitting like almost like the the it's like the audio files or the people who you know they'll be able to tell you the very intricate tastes of food sure. made a certain way. That's not me. No, no. I mean, we had that once upon a time when we had the whole eight bit, 16 bit wars, but now it's like, yeah, I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. And it's not enough of a difference. Uh, for me personally, I've finally, I've been playing my first Assassin's Creed game. So that's Ooh, which one uh, Valhalla. Yeah. I, Mm, was, I have that uh, shrink wrap to go into my PS5. It was like, you know, I you could be a Viking it. and uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm in on that. But I did wait until it went on sale enough because, you know, another problem of the modern age is sort of, you know, all these games come out and you there's so many different versions. And there's a the version that costs $80 or the version that costs $90 or there's a the version that costs $150 and up and up and up. And so this one, I got the ultimate edition, but it was on sale. So, you know, it only cost me 40 bucks or whatever. And that's fine. And so, yeah, I've started being a Viking, but actually I probably play more with my son, like other games with him every night. And so I haven't had a whole lot of Viking time yet, but, uh, but yeah, it's sort of a cultural milestone where I hit my first Assassin's Creed game because hadn't done that yet. Yeah. Black flag was my first AC title. And again, pirates. I mean, that almost had me and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. That's, that's what drew me in with the pirate side. And in Valhalla, I got, I I want to say I got a last christmas actually um it's just you know as the story goes chris has a playstation 5 for show 
Um, People are lining up those stores and still trying to get them online. And you're like, yeah, I have one. I haven't played it. Sitting there. It's hooked up, I think. But <laughs> No, that's actually not hooked up right now that we've moved. Um, the, uh, the Valhalla title is the Vikings. So, like, yeah, Vikings and pirates are generally the genre that, well, ooh, like Skyrim. I... Skyrim, it's sort of this Viking connection or Norse totally. connection. It's, you know, why I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, I'm yet to find a sort of pirate style game that really scratches the itch. Like I, I think what it is, I want, I want to be able to have my little galleon and I want to go in and like. Sid Meier's pirates, baby. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that yeah. that was it. Um, there's a game that uh, Amazon game studios produced called new mm. world, which is pirate yeah. but i can't play it because uh according to amazon game studios my nvidia graphics card is the problem um when it uh, from what i can tell online has to do with their poor code long story short they introduced a um it's a, a warning about uh, like light effects potentially causing uh, seizures and they talk about accessibility features the screen shows up you have to acknowledge it when you acknowledge this screen, you then go to a menu. My game skips this, you know, accessibility features, um, light warning and tries to go to the menu and hangs because it's wait, you haven't accepted this yet. The problem is I can't click this button because it's already moved on. And so that apparently is my graphics card causing this issue. Luckily you could order a new one from Amazon. That's true. Maybe that's what it is just in the grand scheme of things, the, the desire to, to get me to, to upgrade. Uh, the problem is, is graphics cards right now cost a million dollars because uh, uh, crypto miners are, are making them in short supply on top of the fact that manufacturing is hindered due to chip shortages and supply chain. Yes, absolutely. Anyhow. All right. So here we are wrapping up uh, another uh, pretty solid show. Uh, we'll probably come back in uh, a year's time. Maybe we'll uh, go I mean, before the New Year's, but we'll see. Yeah. It'll like click. But um, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone? You know what? Just uh, just enjoy yourself. Like I said, make this time about the memories and uh, whatever situation you're in, try to enjoy them. Cool. Um for me, it's just, uh, you know, to echo what John had said, but uh, I wish everyone a, a fabulous festive time of year. Um, for those who celebrate something at this point, please uh, enjoy it as best as you can. Uh, I hope everything uh, goes well and everyone remains healthy as we get into 2022, which is just nuts. Yeah, it's right. been a long December and hopefully next year will be better than last. Yeah, we'll see. But if you are uh, at this point of the show and still curious as to where you can find us online, we're on Twitter at uh, NerdyDadCast and Facebook.com slash NerdyDadCast. Uh, NerdyDadCast.com exists. It doesn't really. I mean, I went there by accident and yeah, I know. Hey, it talks about cake. <laughs> and as we all know, the cake is a lie. No. But on behalf of John, myself, Chris... I'm going to sign off by asking you to stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.